0: Oh, no, my glasses. That was me doing an impression of Michael. <laughs> Rude. Ouch.
1: If you're ready to best the beat, and you want to slap your boom mic with your feet like John Watkins.
0: Is this more MacLeod?
1: Welcome. Yes, this is this is uh, Uncle Touch himself. I don't think it ever won't be. It's, ever we, we do all MacLeod all the is, time here.
0: Yeah. Would you say that we're just... Filled with MacLeod.
1: We're touchy-feely here, is what we are.
0: Mm. MacLeod's load. Say that five times fast. Five times fast.
1: (laughs) 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 Welcome, friends and listeners, to another bombastic and bumping edition of the Disinformed Podcast. I'm Shane. I'm John. And I'm Michael. And we are so extremely excited to have you here today. That we are almost as alluring as Uncle Touchy.
0: Almost. We were talking before we uh, started recording that we wonder um, if he'll ever see the picture that we posted or hear the episodes, and whether or not, or how long we can actually get away with using his royalty-free music while calling him by our own nickname.
1: That man's fame level. We are a gnat on an elephant's ass compared to that man. He has no clue, nor care or concern. His music has been used in like a Scorsese film. Fuck off. For real. Which one? Uh, Wolf of Wall Street. Bullshit. No, that's for real. Look up his Wikipedia. Check I the will facts. Do that. Yeah, I will I yeah, will. Yeah, do ch- no, he's No, he's got legit bona fides. When I had to look up his... Uh, picture and get everything prepped to, to mess around with that I was like I'm gonna, I'm gonna read about this gentleman for a moment and again I was really impressed he's, did he's got fuck his mom too I did not I can't find her but I did find his credentials and they are just about as big as my dick which means it's a short list but uh, they're but they're great fair enough fair I was enough. gonna say it's you should do an, an
0: episode on him well it <laughs> feels good to be oh, back gosh.
1: yes I, I feel think, you know,
0: rejuvenated now that we're uh, oh, you took a,
1: a dip in the rejuvenating waters. I did.
0: Uh, one episode per week feels nice in the moment. I actually, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. It feels good. I'm glad we decided on this. Yes, yes. Yeah.
1: yeah. It's also, I think, because you don't get like the barn sour feeling that you do when you know you've got another two hours ahead of you. So you don't, like, if you know you only got an hour or so to bust out, it's a lot easier to be, get sort of prepped for. You're yeah. like, oh yeah, I can just also, bust this out. I got the energy.
0: I listened to the edit, and then I listened to it on, on Monday to, to keep up, so I, I, I had the energy to do it this time. So. Wow. Dang. Guys, I think I'm trying now.
1: You're almost oh, human.
0: Almost. Me. Don't scare
2: me.
1: John, yeah. have you figured out how to feel yet? Huh? What? Okay.
0: Wait, you mean those things that you got in high school? Yes, the feels,
1: yes. Mm. So I have an interesting thing to, to broach here. I'm not, I don't want to look at Showtime. So I had to look up trigger warnings okay. for today's content. And then I started thinking, because I had, um, so I'm just going to drop the name here. So uh, one of my colleagues, Steven who has become a recurring character on the show. Whenever I say one of my coworkers, Steven. Steven's the one who listens. So Steven said uh, he got through most of the episode last week, and then he had like maybe 15 to 20 minutes left, I think. And I was like, oh, that's just John's, you know, would you rather? so, you know, you can catch that. And he's oh, like, no. okay. And then he came in today for work, and he's like, so I listened to the rest of the episode. I'm like, oh, Uh-oh. okay. He's like, I shouldn't have.
2: <laughs>
1: uh oh. And I'm like, okay, cool. I was like, yeah, there you know, it's really difficult. We have a very particular sense of humor, you and I. So, you know, a, a hundred duck-sized horses or, you Is know, got- one horse size. No, I don't know. I didn't ask any further. Uh, yeah, that's rude. But then it started occurring to me, like, just aside from Steven, casting no aspersions on him because he's a marvelous man and he actually listens to us. So I, I love him to death but I think of our entire show is a giant trigger. Like we refer to uncle touchy as a constant, (laughs) it's a running character. And I was like, if I look at how discourteous not to bring the mood down, but I was like, yeah, that's kind of a shitty thing to do if someone's actually had a bad incident. Like our running character's Uncle Touchy. Yeah. I blame Pat Oswalt, but still, like we find it funny. Someone out there probably hates us because of it. So
0: yeah, I mean that that explains the numbers, <laughs> <So> that,
1: <laughs> which you know today just doubled according to Michael. So congratulations, boys! Well, it we, turns
0: out zero to two.
3: It's a pretty big jump. It's a huge. It's <laughs> monumental, folks. Just to put. Numbers in reference here we had fifty six downloads today, and it was essentially two people downloading every single episode
1: now, how do you know that
3: because i 'm all and the- I kill myself. <laughs> Touche.
1: So you looked at every individual episode to see if the number went up? No,
3: you can click on on the individual day. Oh, you you can actually get the users? Yeah, you can go deep analytic on it. Tasty, tasty data.
1: I like the hand gesture you made with tasty was like, you know, cupping testicles.
0: No, he made the, uh, the gesture of when you have two dicks on both sides of your face and you're out of each one you know Did one he, was, he, like, he was the doing lid the walrus off? isn't that how you do it i don't pop the Phillip, there's no lid on it philip didn't I, complain it's huh? like
1: how many dicks have y'all sucked <laughs> only my father's i was gonna say we all have technique here but i was like i was a short study
0: also steven i'm sorry
1: He's, you know, I, I'm i sure it's also he was suffering migraines at the time, so I sincerely doubt that he wanted to hear about us 69ing our fathers. Listening to
0: my a migraine is not the proper medication. No, definitely not. not. Mine doesn't help It'd either, be like so. would like a shot of whiskey <sighs> and maybe a bullet. I don't know. So, <laughs> before we get
1: started, I'm going to say this on the mic because I want to make sure that we get enough advanced warning. So, one, the content warnings for the episode are going to be listed on the end of the show notes page. So, with all of our other information about the song, so you can check that there. But I also want to note that this episode will contain depictions of violence and mutilation that some people may find disturbing. So, bear that in mind before you go forward. If you want to dip out on this episode, no one's going to blame you. But uh, I have to provide context for how we get into this story. And... I had a very interesting roommate back in the day, and I also want to say I want the, none of this to sound homophobic. So it's an interesting conversation. By and saying that, uh-huh. you're already sounding it. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> but it's uh it just I think it's a, a situation where I had a, a weird prank played on me, and I don't know how to run. But so this roommate was very fun. I l- liked him a lot. We were living together for like four years, but I would bring dates over. Okay. And he would walk out of his room with his shirt off and play with his nipples the entire time. It's pretty hot. <laughs> and, like, he would do things like when he was eating ice cream, he would turn, invert the spoon in his mouth as he was eating and then, like, draw it out very delicately. Ooh, doggy. Like, you know, so he, he was doing things to be incendiary a lot of the times, right. and I, I know this, but we had kind of a major blow up at one point. And my computer died. So I went online. I said, "Hey, can I borrow your computer because I need to pay the electric bill?" And you know, then I can run. And he's like, "Yeah, I'll leave it on for you." And he was a gamer, so he had a huge system, very similar to Michael's here. So I went on. I paid the thing, and on his desktop is like a Windows Media folder, and it's the yeah, only this thing is that's open.
0: Nineteen ninety six. This was, <laughs>
1: <laughs> and around this time frame, this was probably like maybe 2006. 7 maybe 11 I'm I'm trying to figure out the time. Maybe it was yeah, less than that. But long story short, too late. I open the Windows media file cuz I'm curious. Uh-oh. They are all clips of bald men with beards fucking <laughs> each other.
2: <laughs>
1: like licking each other's the top of each other's heads and I'm like and of course, Wait, me being hand? me, both <laughs> But, like, actual, you know, shorn-headed men. So I'm like, oh, okay. And there were tons of them. And I opened multiples to make sure because I'm just like, this is fucked up, man. I, in, so in my head, I'm going, this motherfucker's got a crush on me. And we've lived together for four years and he hasn't had the decency to at least even discuss it with me. And, you know, because I would not that mind getting my dick sucked, uh, you know, at random moments. But what if that's not his thing? If it's not, you know, then, you know, whatever it what is. What if it's the opposite? Yeah. He might hate me. He might want to kill me myself.
0: No, my no, no, no. I meant <laughs> what if he wants you to suck his dick?
1: I mean, we have to talk. I've got to figure out some way for, you know, me to get an if advantage president here. president taught because, us anything,
0: you know. there's a quid pro pro.
1: <laughs> Indeed, Hannibal Lecter. Ooh. So it was just a weird situation that started but another side product of our relationship was uh, when we were living together for my birthday he gave me a book about oh, a serial killer was- oh it's going to get, I get even you crazier were
2: say a blowjob.
0: <laughs> yes he
1: sucked my dick
2: <laughs> I, you were say- so I was
0: like holy shit well Why he's we also talked about this in our like 8 years <laughs>
1: Do, do you remember that um, that book of like Clive Barker artwork that I showed you yeah. that I had? He gave me that as well. Oh, it's very. And sweet. the Clive Barker artwork, if you are not aware, it's very like Misceral. phallocentric. So mm-hmm. there are so many depictions of dicks, and they're anthropomorphic dicks. So like they have legs and arms and walk around <laughs> spitting on each other. There's an entire cityscape depicted with penises. Like it's the whole structures are all made out of cocks. So essentially, so. how
0: obsessed my coworker Wayne is with shit. Clive Barker is equally obsessed with Dick. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Bless him.
1: Okay. And as a point of fact, I was like, I was thinking about this the other day. Many of my favorite authors are all openly gay men. Because Palahniuk, Barker, like Palinic's a lot of- gay? Yeah. Palahniuk's no gay. I idea.
0: Yeah. I mean, I should have. I Yeah.
1: <clears throat> it's why Fight Club, to me, when people start casting aspersions about it being this overly sort of like machismo bit of nonsense of like men being men, I was like- it's an openly gay male talking about, you know, the fact he got into a fist fight once and then everyone in his office looked at him like he was a leper for the rest of the week because he had a black eye. They didn't know how to respond to him. So he's like, how would it be if you did this routinely? Right. So interesting. But OK, so I got really yeah, darker yeah, yeah. than I intended to for this. But so he gave me a book about this serial killer. So I should state, I studied a lot of, like, psychology in college, and I find it really interesting. So this dark dive into the human psyche of what are the things that cause a normal human being to start trailing into this aberrant behavior. And so I studied it, and then I followed it. (laughs) So, uh, you know, that's why I am a dark and and deeply disturbed individual. Yeah, I see that. It's a bad joke, kids. So, he gave me this book. <laughs>
0: no, no, it's actually fact. I checked Yes, you're mind. right. I've you killed people yep. so mm. many times. I saw your Twitter.
1: Well, I had like at my uh at the library I used to work at, I had like a whole bookshelf behind me and it was all stuff about serial killers at the time. So I was reading a lot of stuff like the, you know, the BTK killer, the diary of Jeffrey Dahmer, uh, the Black Dahlia murder files. Like, I read a lot of stuff, and I just found it fascinating. So there were a bunch of Gacy books and everything. And one of my colleagues came up, and he's like, Shane, I'm a little afraid looking at that bookshelf that someday you might put me into a dumpster somewhere. And I was like, Henry, Henry, Henry. I wouldn't do something that sophomoric. I would, you know, kill you and <laughs> dismantle your body and then dissolve you in acid so that no one would find any of the materials lying about. You know, I don't want to be caught.
0: The only thing left of you would be your nipples on my belt.
1: <sighs> so, knowing this, this buddy of mine gives me a book about a serial killer. And I was completely unaware of who this person was. And I read this book. And it traumatized me. What book? So I'm forgetting what the actual title of the book is. I will have to include that in the later show notes. The gentleman's title is referred to as The Cannibal of Rottenburg. His name is Armin Muse. And that is going to be the topic of today's episode. Because I want to share with you gentlemen, much akin to Michael's, you know, sick fascination... With bad fan fiction, mm. my fascination with serial killers got me into some hot water when reading this. So, now, we've got some stern looks in the room, and I want you all to have, relax and have fun. This is a funny topic. We're oh, going to get into some no, interesting I'm not, things. I'm
0: stern, I'm i stern. My phone is still blowing up with dumb bullshit, so Ooh. the stern look is the... I have things that I'm doing right now. I, I Stop need distracting dis- me. Yeah, I need to disconnect. I don't okay. need Shane calling me out on every single episode that I pick my phone up 18,000 fucking times. Even oh. though he's holding a goddamn tablet the entire time looking at I have time to time read this, John. <laughs> um,
1: I looked at porn before I came here. Thank you.
0: I look at porn and then I come.
1: Here. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and that porn can contain anything that I would like I or you would like. I learned
0: today that there is actually an algorithm... Uh, to Pornhub. Well, I didn't learn it. I mean, as, how would there so not much... be? I, I don't know. No, I don't... I, don't... I, I can't see okay. why there wouldn't be So either. you think... Should we do a trigger here? No. Um, so oh. you think that I'm going to go on Pornhub thinking that it's tracking my habits?
1: I mean, so essentially, you, I was you was are just... in a like a Hulk smash, like <laughs> blind rage whenever you're looking for adult <laughs> material anyway. So yeah, you don't think about um, these things.
0: I was listening to the last pod and it's they're like... It's their loose fit episode. Okay. And at some point they they made some joke about like step sibling porn and Ben Kissel being like, I don't want to look at that. And everyone being like, well then stop clicking on it because it's going to keep generating that. And then the, the main host, uh, Marcus, he was like, or just sign up for premium and tell Pornhub what you want to see. You
1: know, the funny thing is, is that you're not watching it for the plot. No, you're mostly picking the actress or actor that you are looking for, and that's what you're basing it off. So, like, any of the descriptions, like,
0: outside of the problematic, like, titles, like, you can kind of tell what you're getting into. I don't really think Riley Reed is related in any way, shape, or form to this gentleman. No, you know. And
1: furthermore, it's like they always play it. It's like, oh, step sibling. I'm like, that's a really weird degree of difference from you're having sex with your actual mother. Or yeah. other things that they try to flop off on that site, we're like, yeah. come on, really? Yeah. So yeah, come on, come on,
2: come on, Get really? It. Come, I'm waiting.
1: <laughs> come on. All right, so we're gonna need to laugh through this because this is it's in danger of being ha! son of a bitch. <laughs> we're on the verge of this being like the Stanford Prison Experiment. So. But you're gonna you're gonna appreciate what I had to endure reading this book because it was far more graphic in the depictions. here. I
0: really appreciate the preamble. Uh,
1: yes, I want to make sure the I context, don't just spring this yeah, on you. The context so. is important
0: because if you just came in saying what the book was, mm-hmm. I'd be like,
3: right, And, uh-huh. um, so I like the foreplay. It's good. Nice. You can't just dry hump it. Oh, it's we're going as, to. Well, it's not as enjoyable.
1: I was going to say. Speaking of dry humping, all right, Dad, the cannibal of Rottenberg... <laughs> So Armin Muse, who was born on December 1st of 1961, the year of our Lord, or the year of someone else's Lord, in John's case. Hail Satan. <laughs> Hail Stan. Uh, he was a German man who achieved international notoriety for killing and eating a voluntary victim that he had found via the internet.
0: Tinder. Wait, Close enough. That's bullshit, not internet. Yeah, oh, no, well, not Later in sixty one. Didn't, didn't. He was born, he was born
1: in sixty one. You know what's funny? <laughs> I actually was looking back the other day um, about the Bell Witch thing to do some house cleaning. So the reason you got all confused about Andrew Jackson is it was immediately following the war. Was when he was there investigating the stuff with the Bell Witch. So he was not president yet. None of this stuff took place in like the time when the manual was published. So we had flashed forward to, we'd gotten to the publication of the manual and then went back to the Jackson thing. And you're like, but how this was right after like the war of 1812. How, how did this occur? Well, it was like 1814 when he was investigating this stuff there.
3: Okay. Cause I was confused. Cause you had originally said that like, Correct. This, it started around the 1820s mm-hmm. or 30s or something like that. Uh, okay. So
1: I, yeah. In listening back to the episode, I was like, well, you were right. Right. So you weren't as you know dumbfounded as it sounded like you were. In I the may not of know a lot,
3: year. but I think I know a little bit about history. All Eloquently right. put, Michael. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I may be so. dumb, but I'm right. not stupid. Um, right, do Betty, you want... I'm, I'm a cron cuck.
1: Hey, he, Greek life forever, man. Leave him alone. I only had
3: three cake stands for this shirt. Three, three you, uh, cake stands? Cake stands. Cake stands. <laughs>
1: That Starbucks suddenly got a whole lot more interesting than you doing like a cake stand. (laughs) Let me put this pop in your mouth. Hold on.
0: Sorry, I'm not trying to derail this podcast. Trust me, you've got another
1: hour and a half of this happening, so get ready. If you thought you were making that movie, it's not happening. Um, (laughs) I I have a challenge for you kids. There's only one lie in this episode.
3: Ah, shit. I give up.
1: So, you know, game on.
0: (laughs) I just, I'm really ashamed that we're disinforming the
1: public. You should be. So, (laughs) After Muse and the victim jointly attempted to eat the victim's severed penis muse killed his victim and proceeded to eat a large amount of his flesh
0: so he didn't like the cock
1: it's hard to like it
0: <laughs> let's keep going
1: <laughs> so because of his deeds muse is also known as the rottenburg cannibal or der metzgermeister the master butcher Ooh. since eat Ed- Since eating prison. (laughs) Eat that prison, bitch. Mm. So, since entering prison, Muse has become a vegetarian. (laughs) (laughs) You can't eat the meat anymore. I'm sorry. I mean, once you've had it, how do you go back?
0: If you had to decide between prison meat and just being a vegetarian, (laughs) I think I would just choose being a vegetarian. Yeah,
1: give me the veggies. I'll take it. I'll eat a cucumber. It's got the same (laughs) texture. So, uh, and he has since joined a prisoner's group Favoring Green Party politics. Born in the German town of Kassel, computer technician Muse was a. He led a very lonely childhood. His father was a stern man who was largely disinterested in his son. When his parents' marriage broke up, Muse was only eight. His father abandoned the family, never to contact them again.
0: Oh, Kevin MacLeod, why would you do that?
1: Well, he wanted to be someone's uncle. So (laughs) it then fell to Muse's mother to become the dominant parent. That's such a weird word. So she tied him down and spanked him with uh, boards and bristles.
3: I've been a
0: bad boy. The muscles from Brussels.
1: He <laughs> <laughs> he is German, so, I mean, we can imagine this is going to run. His balls will get nailed to he a step stool imagined... somewhere.
0: It's just like a comically ripped woman, you know? <laughs> just, just
1: Ilsa, just she-wolf water, of the SS. Just watermelons
0: from Biceps. Just bludgeoning just him. Eating the shit
1: out of <laughs> you finish your damn dinner. Eat that cock. It's a cucumber oh so it
0: was the world's worst german accent
1: (laughs) you're working on it though i appreciate that so she would admonish him in public and insisted on accompanying him everywhere so unlike my relationship with linda where i insist on accompanying her everywhere right uh, attached to the breast (laughs) (laughs) muse lacking a father figure created an imaginary brother called frankie uh, through whom he vented his first cannibalistic thoughts oh, as Frankie <laughs> would listen to Muse, something we understand his mother never did. And we're being, we're being a bit flippant about this. So it's tragic, but still, okay, we're trying to make this funny, so you, you bastards. read
0: you've read a lot of books on serial killers I this have. point. So it's a common thread that you look at the childhood and you look mm-hmm. at the upbringing on why the behavior kind of like sprouted. And usually it's from neglect, and mm-hmm. it's like case in point right here mm-hmm. like Dad was a piece of shit. Mom didn't really handle it well mm-hmm. and then just started nurturing this,
1: this. is like the Ed Gean story, the Ed Kemper yeah. story, like a lot, of and then there's a lot of associations with physical trauma, like mental trauma uh like there are a lot of short, sharp shocks to the head. That's what they claim uh, Gacy got hit in the head with, like, right. a baseball bat when he was younger. So there's a lot of interesting disconnects that happen. Yeah, but.
0: and the, the quantum physics behind all of it, right, Michael? <laughs> the quantum
1: mechanics cause, uh, you know, serial killing, so... When Marty
0: McFly came back and hit <laughs> this his... guy across the head and then disappeared after fucking his own mother.
3: Yeah, because he had to seduce... Well, then, no, yeah, because no one came back from the future to uh, seduce him so that he would turn back to good. Like Vladmort.
1: Marty was bad.
3: No, <laughs> Marty was annoying.
0: Anyway, a sorry. side piece.
1: Oh, shakes, I got him. Anywho, <laughs> at age twelve, Muse began to fantasize about eating his friends so that they would become a part of him and stay with him forever. Aw, that's a sweet. desperate solution for a very lonely Aww. and misunderstood only child.
3: Wait, lie. He didn't have any friends. <laughs>
1: He had friends. <sighs>
3: okay. <laughs> well, you kept his saying he was were lonely. His, so, right and left, the heartless bastard in the
1: room. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, of all the things I've said, Michael's still trying to scratch the surface of me over here. So, in 1999, hello, internet. Muse's mother died and left him the family's large mansion house in Amstetten. Totally alone for the first time in his life, which is very similar to the Ed Gein thing, without the demands of his controlling mother, he reportedly constructed a shrine to her in the house, complete Jeez. with a plastic mannequin that he would lay on a pillow each night. After his mother's death, he also developed an interest in internet pornography. John. <laughs> what are you trying to say? So I just want to see you know what the algorithm picks up on, Mr. Muse here.
3: I wonder if John has a shrine to his mother.
1: I have to. I have one. <laughs> I was going to say.
3: Well, she carries you know that. that totem. <laughs> There's a giant like jug
1: of milk on either side. Of it. Guess uh, where it
0: came from, Mike? <laughs> hmm. Me. Oh. <laughs> it's half and half. Oh, <laughs> well played.
1: Oh, uh, all right. So, uh, particularly. <laughs> it's the sites that featured torture and pain. Oh, uh, no. I'm Sorry. Forgive us, uh, you know, our sins, Lord of Darkness. Uh, through these sites, Muse found his way onto his first chat rooms about cannibalism. And hey, haven't we all been there? So
0: I guess the reason that I called bullshit when I heard 61 is because I don't... I can't recall point blank when the internet was, like, boom, available. And I know it, it's so easy now, especially being so far removed from it, that, like, early memories for me, like, I remember dial-up. I remember mm-hmm. AOL, but I don't, I mean, I didn't really have access before that. I'm thinking,
1: um, like, 98 is when I remember having it, like, Right, well, Y2K, when,
0: like, around the 99 mm-hmm. to, to 2000, the Y2K thing, I remember internet. Right there-ish. But
3: uh, There were Usenet, I think, servers or whatever they were called, I think like in the mid-90s. I know like... oh shit, what was it? Uh, whatever, you... I'll, I'll fact check myself later. Okay. But, that, that even um, peels
0: back the layer further for me. I'm sorry for interrupting. Uh-huh. Um he had to wait for these things to buffer for like eight hours to watch torture porn. Mm-hmm. And I don't have the patience to let a website load for five fucking seconds. So like,
1: <laughs> like dial up days of waiting for an image to render. Dear God, you had to wait 20 minutes for each individual bar to like scroll across told, the screen.
3: Kids I told these this days. story
0: recently to, uh, to Becky and Kristen, but back in the day of dial up and me, hitting puberty and realizing that I just wanted to feverishly jerk off before the everything. carpal tunnel kicked in. Um, <laughs> when my parents ah. were away and when most, when I had actually, it wasn't just when my parents were away. It's when everyone was out of the house, which was yeah. seldom. I have a, a lot of people <laughs> in this house, an Irish Catholic household. <laughs> um, I would boot up AOL and I would, like Google whatever. I think Carmen Electra was one. Like I would I would look up it's and it's still how I look up things to this day. It's like you enter in a name and type nude and then giggle to yourself like a little bitch. And then you hit go. But I would print the pick like the good pictures, <laughs> and then I would put them into a three-ring binder to, to, and I would hide it, and I would use it when I wanted to. Uh, I made my own nudie mags. You have to, yeah. But then Shit. I was so paranoid about like getting rid of the pictures that I would take them to school, <laughs> and then I would throw
1: them away at school. You and I have talked. You and I talked about this where like my mom had a really huge stigma against <laughs> pornography when I was younger. She's so yeah. like, it's the household. Yeah, joys of being raised LDS. So, um, she did just never wanted it in the house. The first porn I ever bought, I remember. And this is where Melissa has stopped the episode. Uh, Sorry, was, we always get to this. It's point. it always happens. It's just I, <laughs> I've explained like it was such a part of my life being a single male for so long. Also being a celibate single male, you know, four channels no. is going to you know rip me apart. But uh, so like i got a really strong acquaintance with it there was no helping that so uh it was sea sluts volume five and that's Jeez. sea they were on the shanty they were on a little dinghy <laughs> oh my pun intended goodness. and i watched it when my folks were in laughlin for one of their like anniversaries vhs, VHS.
0: fuck me. i know
1: go. and the box was huge pun intended uh <laughs>
0: It was like the Titanic It was like the huge, like
1: six feet long, you know, you had to carry it over your shoulder, bringing it in. So, and then I was so embarrassed because I, you know, my numbers, that entire weekend was spent with nothing but just like rewind, start over. So I couldn't walk properly by the time my folks got back and I was so embarrassed. I threw it away in a dumpster behind my work before I went in. And this is like me at 17 yeah so yeah, it was painful, so yeah, you and I both have similar habits here of being raised in our lovely Christian households.: It's
0: almost like if you repress your sexuality,
3: it finds a way to rear its ugly, horny head life uh life finds a way.
1: thank you dr Malcolm. Thanks, i think I've, I think
3: I've used that quote at least like two or three times it's, well I mean, if you're a scientist
0: or understand physics, then you're Jeff Goldblum.
3: I wish. I wish I Andrew had White.
0: You're always White on the lookout for a shit.
1: future SX, Mrs. Michael. So
0: That uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> was uh, a quote from a movie called Jurassic Park.
1: Yeah, that same film you were just quoting.
0: I don't think I... What yeah, is you Jurassic, haven't anyway, seen it. We were on the topic of eating dicks, which I think we've just done for three minutes.
1: Uh, so... Armin claimed when he was a child he had enjoyed his mother reading him the fairy tale Hansel and Gretel, concerning a witch who traps two children and prepares to eat the boy. The bit where Hansel is to be eaten was interesting. You wouldn't believe how many Hansels are visiting around the internet.
0: (laughs) That was a quote. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> oh. Are you going to do every quote in the German Yes, episode? I will. All right. Mm-hmm. That's good
1: Brace for it, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. <coughs> sorry. So Muse then began his pathway towards becoming a real-life cocksucker. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> God. Brace. Please. Real-life Hannibal Lecter by posting a message on the cannibalism website, The Cannibal Cafe, which sounds like a Netflix series. That's it's not getting... real.
0: Bullshit. There's no form called The Cannibal Cafe. The Cannibal Cafe. I believe cafe. it. I believe yep. It.
1: I'm telling you that's why I threw out the the bait here cuz it's it's this is so weird. In 2000 Muse created a post indicating I am looking for a young, well-built man aged 18 to 30 to slaughter. He screened candidates for a series of several months. Many of the men who revealed who revealed many of the men who revelled in the fantasy of being eaten found the idea less appealing when facing the knife. One particular individual, a man called Borg Joes, was about to become Muse's first victim. Borg. Exactly. However, while he laid out on the table being prepared to be butchered, jo- J- Joes complained of feeling ill and asked to be released.
0: Oh, actually, I kind of oh, i felt I, so good this morning. There's a little tickle. I need to make poopies. And I, uh, <laughs> you don't want to eat God, I me. Can't attend the Dick eating murder party tonight. I'm so sorry.
1: Uh, so he asked to be released. Muse obliged him. <laughs> the final man to reply to Muse's internet message was burned Jurgen Brandis.
0: Not hungry, thanks. Exactly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, Muse was, though, as you will see.
3: Oh, well, yeah, that pun fits really well today.
1: It does. Welcome.
3: I thought you did that intentionally.
1: <laughs> he stumbled into Grace
3: uh where am i what year is it
1: (laughs) you're in hell when am i and i am the devil so Brandis was a 43 year old bisexual engineer who wrote to muse on valentine's day 2001 which is appropriate because this this will be the pre-valentine's day massacre for us so happy valentine's day all this was 19 years ago The pair discovered each other in a chat room for cannibal fetishists under the ad, Dinner, or Your Dinner, in which Brandis offered the chance to eat me alive. They subsequently, or subsequently, exchanged various lurid emails discussing the best way in which Brandis should be eaten and his body used afterwards.
0: Do they argue on who pays the check?
1: I don't. I know who's picking up the tip. <laughs> oh, it's. I imagine it's like one of those weird sushi boards where you just lay out naked and he's like, "Take whatever you want."
0: Oh, oh you you would never never see it. Uh, but it reminds me of uh, uh, Bruno, where okay. he makes one of the humanitarians eat off of a human plate. <laughs>
3: anyway, uh, sorry. Okay, Bruno? So, Yes, me, that's bro. Sam's dog. Uh, wait.
1: We'll get back yeah, to huh? it later. Yeah, hold on. We're, we're devolving. <laughs> so, uh, Brandis Kill. even suggested his, his skull could be used as an ashtray. I'll bring myself as breakfast. Brandis replied. Breakfast? I don't know why that. Breakfast. Breakfast. <laughs> I'll have an Posse. appetite. Rely on it. Muse replied. On March 9th, 2001, Brandis went to Mew's home in Amstetten. They agreed to film the entire gruesome slaughter, though the videos mercifully have never been released by the court. For part of the evening, they sat around like a pair of tech nerds, drinking coffee, smoking, and chatting about computers. Looking at you over there, techtastic.
3: You think I know shit about computers? (laughs) You run dual monitors.
1: Dual monitors My computer and quantum has two mechanics. ports.
3: I take the port and I plug it in and it works. All right, what, what was that? What you a, talking shit about quantum mechanics? What
1: a dirty computer it is, both mm, ports. It's
3: else that quantum, quantum physics, physics, Thanks. <laughs> <sighs> give me that
0: cable. So,
1: <laughs> at one point, Brandis suffered a change of heart and asked to be taken back to the train station. Uh, just before he got on the train for Berlin, and that's. That Midnight Train to Berlin, that old midnight Motown song. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> uh, he suggested that with a big dose of sleeping pills, some schnapps, and cold medicine, he might be able to go through with it. Drug me down to hell.
0: <laughs> <laughs> How many fuck terrible puns can we fit?
1: <laughs> As so many that you'll be amazed. We're just at the tip Beautiful. of this. Uh, ah! So these I like that again, there's a bit of editorializing here that's contained, and I pulled from a bunch of different articles to kind of right. cobble you this read narrative the book, yes,
0: but you're kind of compiling. you kind of did like a cliff notey, yes,, you know,
1: so you know. um there is some editorializing here. It is not mine, so just for the but they say the sick couple, and I mean listen, some people not really like enjoy sick. cannibalism sick bruh, and who am I to judge Oof. if you want to eat, <laughs> bruh. So the sick couple had sex before Brandis demanded Muse cut off his penis so that they could eat it together. And this is
0: when he's like super, super high on, or yes. not high, but like just sipping
1: ghost. on gin and juice. Yes. So I mean, uh, that's
3: cute. They're sharing a moment together. Yes. I cut mean, off, off my, my cock
0: first and eat time it. <laughs> you have sex when you're super stoned is
1: pretty radical. Listen, if everyone Where
0: you're like
3: cut off my cock, I won't need it anymore.
0: More like, I don't even know where my cock is.
1: Wait. Let's put out a, uh, you know, like a milk carton with it on it. (laughs) So, (laughs) have you seen this dick? (laughs) Um, Now, the difficulty of this is, uh, if I had a nickel for every time I told someone to eat my dick, like, I'd be a millionaire by now, but I didn't mean it literally. This person did. So, Brandis then yells, do it, now, (laughs) now, now. Prompting Muse to proceed. Brace. Muse claimed that even then he hesitated, but eventually capitulated to the demand in an orgy of gore that marked the culmination of his obsession with cannibalism since puberty.
0: So he's hit the point he's always wanted to hit.
1: Yes. So this is the beautiful climax, pun intended, of a rapturous, delightful rhapsody he had been chasing since his youth.
3: Mama, Mia Ooh. let me go.
1: The first knife Muse attempted to utilize was too dull.
3: Oh, oh my god.
1: Ooh. So, Ooh. he was not able to actually sever it, which is fun. This was depicted in really detailed, like, lurid discussions in the oh, book. So Jesus. I'm saving you that. The second knife he chose did it. Which, but it still took some sawing fucking to make this happen.
0: fucking it?
1: Uh, yeah. Uh, here's the... The quote, he screamed horribly, but it was short. The cutting, not the penis. Yeah. (laughs) Ah! Maybe for 20 to 30 seconds. Muse recollected in an interview showing no emotion. The blood was squirting from the open wound similar to a fountain. Which is not something you want to see at the Golden Corral. (laughs) (laughs) Our cocklet yeah, fall they did all over. this all in
0: public. It was the strangest thing. I'm just eating my burger, and all of a sudden, <laughs> someone just puts their cock onto a cutting board. And wouldn't you know it? First time? Didn't work!
1: And see what's funny? They're German, so the whole Russian joke of Isaac Kachikakov is not going <laughs> to be
3: employed here at all. What? Yes. I've never heard of that. The Russian
1: doctor, Kachikakov. Yeah, you know, he, uh. he mostly does foreskin removal. So... Anywho, Michael, do, you,
3: do you get it? Do is that, is that a reference to a movie? Or? No, it's just someone's it's bad a, pun, play Michael. play on... Never mind. <laughs> What's
1: play? Fuck off. Are you Russian? Anywho. <laughs> uh, Brandis tried to eat a piece of the penis raw, but it was apparently too chewy. So he tried to eat his own Jesus cock, Christ. and he couldn't chomp through it. That as you'd expect.
0: totally that scene in Hannibal. Mm-hmm like feeding him his own brain uh-huh. just like
1: oh art imitates life uh so then muse proceeded to blanch it <laughs> season it with salt pepper and garlic powder and then pan fry it
0: and all this time
1: he is bleeding out yeah yes so you've got a gentleman who's just had his penis severed he's sitting in a chair watching someone then prepare it like he's a fucking sous chef like okay, first we're gonna powder this down, pamper it, and then toss it in a pan—little oil, little vinegar—start shimmering and then around. Add a little
0: cream fresh.
1: <laughs> Just a little dab of parsley to put on the plate for presentation, and then are you. I, oh, Jesus. Unfortunately, he said it shriveled to almost nothing, meaning that neither of them were able to consume the dismembered part.
3: Wow.
1: Well, it's fine
0: because it grows back, so they can try again. Like a lizard tail. Yeah, they can try. He did it once. (sighs) They can do it again.
1: So, you go through all this, you cut your guys' cuck off, and then you can't even fucking eat it. Ain't it beautiful? What a waste. I know. It's it's just... mm. (sighs) It's not very sustainable, is what I'm saying. Mm. I mean, it
0: is very farm-to-table fresh, but...
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thank God. (laughs) So, losing large amounts of blood from the injury, Brandis lay bleeding to death in a bath over the next three hours, while Muse read a Star Trek book.
0: Okay, out so loud? it is confirmed now. Okay. They weren't really concerned with the bleeding out, so tech nerds, but not very savvy on, I don't know, like... How the human body works? A Certainly bit. not. Like, well, the, mean, like
1: the idea that something's going to coagulate there. Now, granted, the body is naturally sort of built to move a lot of blood down there in the first place, but it's yeah. a long process. I can't
0: pretend that I know. Yeah. What I'm saying is, I wouldn't know what to do in that situation, but I also wouldn't be in that situation, right? <laughs> but if I was planning and building to this, and also not intending to murder, maybe I would have like had a little checklist on well, like how not to fucking kill this
1: well, person. He was intending to murder him, though. Uh, okay. yeah, that was and the whole maybe point.
3: maybe that's yeah. easier to just bleed out as opposed to, like, well, I'm going to slit your throat and it's going to be violent. It's mm. something that's a little bit more... You,
1: We're, this is, like, a, an entirely different complexion on the matter because most of these things are done as rage and there's a dehumanization process maybe involved. Maybe that's why my wire's getting crossed. Yeah, because so never he seems, wasn't...
0: I know that you said voluntary at the beginning, mm. but... I I don't know. He
1: was less a victim more an accomplice, which is what's even weirder. So you have two individuals whose various sort of like mental instability is building on one another. So it's kind of so one person wanted to be eaten, the other person wanted to consume someone and they just found and, you know, revelled in it. Mm-hmm. So That's the other thing is he didn't want to kill him outright because he they just had sex. They had just had like a really intimate evening with one another. They're sharing something that both of them have fantasized about for a long time. So it's like really self-indulgent for both. So in the, in the
0: book, does it get into? Um, sorry, what was the mm-hmm. voluntary guy's name again? Uh,
1: Brandis is Brandis. the last mm-hmm. name. Mm-hmm. Do they
0: get into Brandis's history at all in the in the book?
1: No, because again, it's really easy. Or I mean, they may have. It's been years since I've read this thing, so I. But I don't remember I them detailing it's a lot of his life. really
0: fascinating to have him voluntarily. It, it's just. Mm-hmm like the people that commit suicide by cop right you know like i I think it's really fascinating i wonder if they had a similar upbringing or if like in the documentation or transcripts of them talking together if there was like a Oh yeah, my mom was a ripped fucking German woman and beat me too. (laughs) I'm sure, but then Brussels. The funny thing, (laughs) (laughs) The muscles from fucking Brussels. (laughs) Hashtag.
1: Uh, The thing they do to point to earlier with his quote of saying you can't imagine how many you know Hansels there are in the internet. Like apparently there were a lot of people that responded to this ad as well. Now most of them didn't follow through with it, obviously, but I mean, apparently this is a fantasy that a lot of people have like actively sustained. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Also, was it bullshit that uh, it was too chewy the first go around?
1: No, fuck,
3: that shriveled up.
0: I'm actually trying now. True, like yeah, I, I that's feel what like I'm it's saying. Easier is like, to try when there's one because mm-hmm. then I'm not, now I'm hyper focused. Yeah,
1: and you're engaged with it. Which and I'm like, this is so bizarre. I don't have to try very hard. So. No.
0: You are quite literally reading from your show notes. Yeah. Like, there, there's not a lot of improv on your part. So,
1: losing large amounts of blood from the injury, Brandis lay bleeding to death in a bath over three hours while Muse read a Star Trek book. Muse described Brandis needing to urinate at one point.
3: Oh. And
1: this is following the amputation. God. So then he detailed Muse having difficulties due to the removal of his cock and ghoulishly manipulating the wound in a pseudo-sexual, like, masturbatory fashion while marveling about no longer possessing a penis. Now, this I was not in any of the notes, but that was in the book. So I pulled that back in. But, yes, he actually said, like, he started playing with it as though it was a clit. Trying, because oh he had to God. actually find his urethra and hold it open to allow himself to Ugh. urinate. Yeah. It's okay, horrible.
0: So you need to really triple down on this fucking trigger warning, because this is
1: disgusting. Isn't it? Like, it this it, it, is...
0: I haven't been as triggered Uh um, since I read American Psycho for the first time.
1: And the rat sequence or all that. That's exactly
0: what I'm Mm -hmm. fucking thinking about. Jesus Christ. It's really visceral. I would want to burn a copy of that book just for that scene. Yes. I get satire. I get the whole fucking thing. Mm. It's... It's, it's a tough. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's really
1: – and so there's like to have been given this book under the auspices that like I'd really enjoy it. It's like I've read a lot of ghastly things, but that's not what is the alluring facet of this to me. The gore of it is not the thing that gets me. It's no. the psychological underpinnings. You're not like so, seeking
0: – you're not watching Hostel and Saw. Right. Like,
1: <sighs> so in any event, this was really hard to get through. And yeah. that part in particular yeah, made me really squeamish and kind of uncomfortable. So I'm like – I get to share my trauma with all of you. So this is like a weird therapy session. So 10 hours later. Now, this is after three hours have already passed. 10 hours later, Brandis is still alive. And Muse then had to stab him several times in the neck to kill him. Ah. Muse would later (sighs) explain... My friend enjoyed dying and death. I only waited horrified for the end after doing the deed. It took oh so f- terribly long.
0: Oh, poor fucking you but I
1: mean also you like contextually, this like you heard of monsters who have no remorse, who have no feeling at all, and he's basically just saying it's like, I didn't want to go through with this. I just wanted to eat the person. I didn't want to kill him. It's like, hey, listen. I did I just wanted to steal the money. I didn't want to shoot anybody. Oh, it's like so, yeah, yeah. like, like I
3: wanted to eat the beef, I didn't yeah, want yeah, to yeah. kill the cow. Exactly.
1: So That's I fair. think not, like I'm actually not
0: calling him a cow or anything, but, but right. I mean but like same fucking yeah. thing. Same food. correlation, yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah.
1: So it's interesting like you go past fantasy into reality and most of the times people then point to the fast the fantasy basically like falling away because it was so wonderful yeah. to them. The fantasy to him was not worth it. <laughs> and kind of terrified him. So in any event, Muse then in the fun aftermath section of this, Muse then put parts of brandis in the freezer and then buried his head in his garden.
0: Did you expect another brandis to grow?
1: Yeah, he planted tulips in his garden, apparently. But uh, then the cannibalism <laughs> that was began. The
0: worst pun. <laughs> You have ever said on air and almost off.
1: Yes. Um, Apparently, there is a bar somewhere. It's like a gentleman's club where they all get together. And anytime someone says a bad pun, they all have to throw their glasses into the fireplace. So everyone who's drinking in the room has to throw glassware. I would not be allowed in that place at all, guaranteed.
0: They already have your picture
1: posted. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they should. Welcome to the Punisher. So, Uh Muse.
3: Fuck yourself. Oh, uh.
1: So Muse hung Brandis' lifeless body on a meat hook and proceeded to cut the flesh into sizable chunks and grind the bones into flour.
3: Oh, oh he... for his bread. He's an ogre. <laughs> oh, Thank fee-fi-fo-fum. you
1: for as much needed fucking levity. Also, I am f as hard as I can right now because I
0: am just traumatized.
1: Now wait for the joke. Fee, fi, fo, fum, you're about to make me come. <gasps> I like that you looked at my penis when I said that. Thank you, John.
2: <laughs> While well,
0: he is out. I, yes, I'm bad. sorry.
1: I can't put it away. I'm too excited. So, uh, he dismembered the entire body so he could store the parts in his freezer. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, spit out his beer. Uh,
1: spit take. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to lightly roll over some of these things. Uh, I've almost killed John. All right, I'm back. Which parts do you want to eat first, Michael? Uh, uh, so he was
3: too scrawny. He Probably then proceeded to, to
1: eat the parts that he had harvested in the following ten months.
3: He ate uh, over ten, a ten-month ten
1: month period, period. Like freezing and yep.
0: pulling back out. Well, I hope he got the. I hope he got it down. Uh, so know?
1: for you, first Albert Fish fans that have hung with us for our oh, most geez, the no. first oh, actual I... meal that he ate was a piece of rump steak, a piece from his back. Which uh, was for a special occasion. Muse then laid out candles, his good dinnerware, and wine. He ate it, by the way, with potatoes and sprouts. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Here is your fun uh, German here again, John. After I prepared my meal, I ate it. The first bite was, of course, very strange. It was a feeling I can't really describe. I'd spent over 40 years longing for it, dreaming about it. And now I was getting the feeling I was actually achieving this perfect inner connection through his flesh. The flesh tastes like pork, but more like pork with a purpose. There is a charged sensuality to the meat as it longed to be consumed. I could detect hints of the desire, and he was close to me with every bite.
0: So, I... (laughs) Long Pork, he's a fucking nerd. Um, nerd, yeah, basic. Uh, you're done. You're, you're well done. You're well done. <laughs> um, you bring up Albert Fish. I I've spaced on when that. Happened. Oh yeah, that was like. So early. yeah, so I just looked it up. Mm. Albert, uh, he died in 36. Yes. So he probably did the rum steak. He probably knew about Albert Fish.
1: I'm sure he looked it up because I what, mean, famous cannibals. 30 yeah.
0: Years like I wonder if maybe.
3: Well, I mean,
1: Fish, all that stuff was, like, early 1900s, so, I mean, he had 100 years to bloody play around with this by the time we get to the thousands, so... He
3: also had the internet.
1: Thank you. Uh, So, (laughs) in the end, Muse said, neither of them had their fantasies fulfilled. Everybody shed a tear for the poor cannibal
0: couple. Oh, man.
1: Today I know that what I did was wrong, he told the film crew. The wishes, the fantasies you have... That these could never be fulfilled. That these things you dream about could only be a dream. Life could be a dream, eat cock. So, the entire process of Brandis' penis amputation and subsequent death had been recorded on videotape by the pair, as I mentioned earlier, and would later be used as evidence against Muse in court.
3: Is that real? I can't imagine him uh, saying anything other than guilty. And just go just, ahead and let me know. I've missed. We've missed the lie. You have missed the lie. Yes. Ah, fuck.
1: <laughs> so um, Muse was arrested in December of 2002 when hunting down more victims proved to be his undoing. Muse told another pr- prospective victim that he wouldn't be the first, and the man <laughs> then went to police. <laughs> Look Who's at so- me!
0: Killing my second victim! I have the evidence over here, the cuffs are over here. Thank you very much.
1: Oh, trust me, you're not the first person that I've sold bad well pot to. Well done. <laughs> so, uh the man went to police who subsequently discovered several pounds of Brandis at <laughs> Muse's isolated farmhouse.
0: How's is that? Not a band name.
1: Several pounds so- of Brandis, yes, their there we go. First record's gonna be Hard pig. So uh, they discovered the meat he claimed was wild pig in a deep freezer, which had a false bottom. But, um, oh, God. So at his trial, several men who harbored fantasies of eating human flesh testified that there was a large network of like minded individuals who connected through cyberspace in a bid to satisfy their fantasies. In an odd testament to the impotency of preventative legislation, legislation, <clears throat> mm. no German laws made cannibalism a crime. As such, so the charges against news were f- murder for purposes of sexual pleasure, which apparently is a crime, uh, and disturbing the peace of the dead. Or <laughs> disturbing a peace of the dead, at the very least.
0: Is there any follow-up? Like, did after this happened... Did they put that into yes. legislation? Yeah. That, like, I where they're like, that. Oh, <laughs> <fuck."> <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. like My well, bad. <laughs>
1: we actually didn't imagine human beings were this depraved. But now we know. And knowing is half the battle, G.I. Joe. Whoopsie. So, uh, still, the defendant claimed he had hesitated before going through with the murder. So, you know, if the uh, the cock don't quit, you must acquit. Is that? And if you know? yeah,
0: Sekiro yeah. taught me anything. Hesitation is defeat.
1: Indeed. <laughs> So his uh, his quote is, I wanted to eat him. I didn't want to kill him. Uh, Muse's defense was that there was no crime, as the victim was complicit in his own execution. The video showed Brandis giving consent up until the moment he lost consciousness. Lawyers suggested this was a mercy killing. Uh, there would then be two trials. In the first, the judge gave him eight and a half years, saying that it was not murder, but a case of two psychologically sick people who found each other.
0: That's Aww. a tagline
1: for a film coming out next year with Meg Ryan and Tom it's like Hanks. Kind
0: of David Fincher movie. <laughs>
1: Fincher directing Tom Hanks, that'd be a beautiful movie to watch.
0: I I ship that.
1: I, I want it. So a retrial then sent him away for life. In two thousand seven Tom Hanks is an actor, Michael. Oh! I'm sure I, we may not have clarified uh, that.
0: He he made such films as
3: Fight Club.
1: And Seven and Alien Tom 3. Tom Hanks
3: did not make
1: Five No, Club. David Fincher.
3: Oh, no, Tom Hanks did. Mm, Colin Hanks was in it. You don't remember? <laughs> I know who Colin Hanks is. You know the sad I thing? His, I no. liked when he was in Dexter.
1: I was going to say, Fun Colin peasant. Hanks ruined Dexter <laughs> for me. Son of a bitch. Uh,
3: uh, thanks for letting
0: me uh, call you an idiot, since you're the smartest person in the room most times. Squeeze me?
1: I don't mind if I do. Uh, speaking of who I loved in Dexter, though, Lithgow is oh, god yes. in the fourth season. Mm. Anywho, we digress so much. This is going to be our two-hour episode, John, so get ready. Uh, in 2007, the UK Daily Mail reported that he has since become the head of the prison Green Party, pun intended, uh, and a group of murderers and pedophiles who talk about how to make the world a better place.
3: When 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 they say a better place, do they mean for everyone or for, for, for them? <laughs> for those yeah. who have a
1: taste for meat. Uh,
3: okay. <laughs> Just making sure.
1: The male also noted that the cannibal has become a vegetarian, as I alluded to earlier. After killing Brandis, he admitted that he had his big kick and I don't need to do it again.
0: What a piece of
3: shit. Even though he got caught trying to do it again. Hey, listen, I had a couple <clears throat> good
1: meals. It's like when you, you know... Try to back your way out of, like, Blue Apron, where you're like, hey, listen, I had it a couple times. It's okay, (laughs) but it's not worth the money. I can cook now. I'll just buy my own shit at a store. You're good. Like Free-range humans, just not for me. I'm sorry. I liked it, but...
0: I like it with the antibiotics.
1: Oh, it's... And here, even better. He said his victim came to me of his own free will to end his life. For him, it was a nice death.
0: Oh, yeah, it sounds real pleasant. I mean, just eight hours bleeding out, getting to find your urethra...
1: Hey, you know, he was given a, you know, like nice little mélange of cough syrup and, and schnapps cooking. and, you know, a little, you know, prostate milking beforehand, so Did
3: he read Star Trek? Was that a lie?
1: No, that was Damn absolutely it. the truth. Damn it. He was convicted of manslaughter on January 30th, 2004 and was jailed for 8 years during his time in prison. Eight?
0: That's it?
1: Well, initially, and then they gave him the life for the oh. secondary thing. But So um, there's a bunch of other stuff here, like uh, his cultural impact, like the song Mein Teal uh, by German band Rammstein was inspired by the case. Oh. Uh, Teal literally translates to part or member, and is German slang for penis. Uh, the chorus of Mein Teal includes the line, uh, German, which translates to, you are what you eat, and you know what it is.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Rammstein.
1: Oh, God. There's other songs <laughs> that are inspired by Musa's story, which include the Wustenfeld Man-Eater, which was a Hollow Notes, I believe, in 1987, if I recall. Oh, here he comes. Watch your cocks, he'll chew them up. Oh, here he comes. So, anywho. Uh, Marilyn Manson's bo- uh, album, Eat Me, Drink Me, also inspired by okay. this killing. Jesus. So, uh, yeah, lots of this stuff. But that, Boils and Ghouls, is the sick and macabre tale surrounding the cannibal of Rottenburg.
0: Gonna so. Go ahead and say that was the most disgusting episode
3: ever.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we're, so, not,
3: I'm, we're in we're we're post we're amongst
1: now. friends here. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, we can we can talk uh, Michael, amongst ourselves.
3: I have to ask, how did you react to this gift? Like, what did you tell him? Like, uh, you initially put down uh, like Additional that question onto that: How kay. long did it take you to read the book once it was gifted?
0: Ooh, so nice. he, you have a cue, usually. Yes. Yeah.
1: So he gave it to me on my birthday. I don't think that I had a bunch of stuff going, and out of a, a courtesy, I read it pretty quickly. So I would say like maybe two weeks. And the only commentary that I had afterwards, I was like, well, thanks, but that was fucked up. I was like, Did, <laughs> do you know anything about this case? He's like, oh, no, I just, I picked it up on, you know. It's like
0: I, the picture on the cover, and it said something about dicks and killing, and I thought said he would like it. He oh, he just boy, went dicks. and
1: grabbed it out of Barnes & Noble because it was in the section for, like, true crime. And he's like, oh, I don't know this one, so maybe Shane will read it and tell me about it. That was the, you know, description you. I was given. Yeah, so, yeah, I, I got to beta test for you know the the Brussels I'm gonna, muscle, I'm Brussels. Yeah, yeah, I'm a beta male. So, uh you ready for the lie, or do we want to take a few more no, stabs? Nah. I'm
0: good. I stabbed it harder than he stabbed the dick.
1: Fine point.
3: Nah. Okay.
1: Nah, nah. Um. <clears throat> it's a little the quote about the flesh that was consumed. I doctored. So, the initial quote was, the flesh tastes like pork, but stronger. He was close to me with every bite. My amended quote was that it was pork with a purpose, and that oh. there was a charged sensuality to the meat, oh, and it longed to be artistic. consumed. Yeah. I, was, I mean, he's not we very eloquent. i him
3: a nerd and everything. Yeah.
1: Uh-huh. But again, with all this bullshit happening, there was no way I was going to make up something that was even more intense than any of this nonsense. So that was the one thing I found. And so it was kind of my ode to if I was going to do something that had no lie in it, this was as close as I was going to get, really, uh, after the Philadelphia experiment. So there you are. I would say
0: this is the first true, true crime installment. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, you know, that
0: was rough.
1: I'm, you know, I, I feel like it was an interesting enough topic. And again, he's not a killer that you hear about very routinely. It's not something that's commonly pointed to. I had not heard of him prior to the book. So it was an easy topic for me based on the fact I knew neither of you would have known a damn thing about it. So
0: now if you guys enjoyed how brutal, sorry, got some cock. <clears throat> in my um, it tastes like pork guys, with purpose. Yeah, essential. Um, pork with purpose. If that kind of story is okay with you, like, or not okay, but if that's the kind of true crime you're looking yes. for, early episode, last podcast on the left, mm-hmm. they cover the Toy Box Killer. That, I think, is their first serial killer episode. Okay. Um, to this day, it's the way to weed out the weak. For that show. Okay. Like if, uh, Henry Zabrowski does readings from the tape, uh, that the toy box killer recorded and, oh my God, I, it's when I first started listening, like diving deep into their back catalog. Um, and I can connect my phone onto our work speakers. So sometimes when I'm opening, if I, if I'm writing into work, listening to a podcast, pause it on Spotify, go inside, cast it onto the speakers. And I was doing that thinking I was alone. And I wasn't. Our GM was in the store. And and I'm opening. Like, it's just us there. And not going to say anything about Toy Box because I don't want to, like, further dampen this dark episode. Um,
1: Darkest timeline, John.
0: But the moment she rounded the corner and I saw her face, I paused it and I was like, Hey, so I'm not a psychopath.
1: <laughs> important to clarify,
0: but anyway, um, check that out. I think this is me gifting you a book on your okay. birthday. Thank you. <laughs> Don't
1: touch your nipples while you do it, or we can't talk anymore. Uh, We're not friends uh, uh, so it, I have uh,
0: it'll fuck you up,
1: yes. That's a warning. It's uh, not good. Well, like Man in the Window uh, with the Golden State Killer stuff, like it's really graphic as well. So I I really – I was hesitant about doing the topic, but I felt like it was uh, good. But I really wanted to make sure I couched that caveat like this is not something I'm going to do commonly – I just, it was interesting enough that after the Maya Mortal episode, it made me think about it, which is different because we're on the total opposite (laughs) end of the spectrum. But I was like, it's also so weird that it's like, here's a couple of men and it's like, here, cut off my cock and eat it. Like, okay, let's share it together. It's just an interesting set of circumstances. And
0: I think it kind of lends itself well. I don't know if we're on this format or not. and if this isn't uh good to talk about we can just edit this section out Mm, but mm. are we doing one-on-one-off one-on-one-off is that is that where where we've landed i mean mean, we can we don't have to doing that then Mm. you can you can hit heavy topics yeah fine because then listeners next week know we'll get them a let up yeah yeah or yeah yeah
3: you take the foot off a little bit let them breathe yeah Yeah, because there are a lot of podcasts that only do every other week yeah so if like the heavier stuff is what you're into, then you just have to tune in every other week. I mean, you can listen to the other stuff too. I mean, the please listen to the other that. stuff. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we need the uh, we need but, the two downloads for each episode. It's, it's important. Yeah, please. I'm no. So anyway, surprised
0: by that. I uh, I, I liked the topic. Okay. I'm glad you chose it. Thank I'm you. Disgusted.
1: Um, As well, you should be.
0: That being said, I had no idea mm-hmm. that I'm truly blind. I think, Michael, what's a little teaser? What's What's the topic that you're working on right now?
3: Oh. Um, Are you it's working on little, the internet? Yeah, the cool. internet. Literally yeah. the history of the internet. It's going to be a 30-part series um, involving uh, Darba, Al Gore. Uh, Al the, Gore, who invented it. Set, um, the fact that the internet started as just um, a bunch of wires in a box. How many um, rules did the internet have? Well, that actually depends on who you're asking and where you're going from. There's a lot. uh, eh, I'm going to talk about the rules of the internet. Okay. Uh, That's kind of what I was getting at. I know. That sounds like a deep
0: dive. No. No? It'll be very lighthearted. Very funny. No, I mean like it sounds (laughs) like there's a lot to get through.
2: Eh,
3: No, we won't be covering like, we'll be covering the nice ones. As in like, I don't want to talk about 4chan. Because we don't need to talk about 4chan. Maybe in the future. I would agree.
0: But I think you let those little uh, incel bastards just stay
3: far away. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. We don't need... In, we don't need fortune. we don't need anonymous yeah i think you know we're just
1: that. gonna leave the the you know Vladmort sections of the podcast to me i'll yeah. be the one that touches the deep dark corners and, and turns the stones over i mean
3: i might do like bullet some time other things as the you future, break but... in through Hogwarts. <laughs> hold <laughs> on i'll let you guys get dressed <laughs> in
1: my avril lavigne uh you know hoodie that i'm wearing what a poser yeah
0: well so that's kind of what we have coming up then i'm yeah. um, I'm I'm good to do the the, the on off. Yeah, thing. I think it'll be fun. Like it gives natural.
1: us a palate cleanser between things, and also I realize. I have stopped introing the show, so if someone is coming in like their first time, we oh, have no right. real preface for what's happening. Oh, so, I don't
3: think we've actually like introed in like no, we have at not. At least like so, 12, 15 episodes. So I'm going to
1: start bringing that back, just so on the episodes where we have the format, I need to make sure that I include that. So my yeah. apologies to those who, are – if this is your first time listening,
3: the fuck is this?
1: I'm very sorry. The fuck I is can't that? offer I to pick up your therapy bill, but I
0: hope contextually. That you understood that there was a lie the entire time.
1: Yes, Whoa. it's important. And that
0: Shane isn't a, a serial killer. Um, he is naked right now.
1: On, I mean, on record, I'm not convicted. And on record,
3: so. he isn't n- naked. Wink. Wink. <laughs> Wink. <laughs> but um, an
1: interesting thing before we get gone here, are we like forty seven hours? I I have a lot so, of editing okay. to do. No, it's well, um,
3: this will be about last uh, about the length of the last yeah. one. Yeah, so which is I, fine. I'm cool with that.
1: We're we're on par. Yeah. I was listening to the Rogan podcast the other day, okay. which uh, for everyone who wants to bruh me, but he had the reason being I <laughs> I, I cherry pick his episodes with people yeah, that I'm interested to hear. You. That um, makes sense. I mean, there's a lot to go through. He had Robert Downey Jr. on. Oh. oh, this and, week? Um, no, it was oh. probably like a little while ago, maybe like a couple of weeks. And so really interesting and compelling discussion with one of the most erudite and kind of charismatic individuals in American popular culture these days. But he said something that he learned from Warren Beatty, which I realized I could then retcon and kind of insert into my own discussions because – um, we took a good friend of ours who's no longer with us, Chad, on a uh, trip up to Jerome with us when we were still routinely doing shows up there. And he and I had this exact conversation just with different verbiage. But um, they were shooting a film where Beatty was kind of directing the film, and uh, if I'm remembering correctly. And so he was telling Robert, he's like, you know, here's – I don't really like what you're doing in these takes, so try this. He's like, what's your action? And, you know, RDJ is kind of like, well – you know, I really enjoy having sex with all these women and I kind of have a compulsion with it. I'm having this and there's warring emotions doing all this. Like, Nope. What's your action? Like, okay. And he starts explaining, he goes through four or five different permutations of what he should be saying and doing. And he's like, Nope, your action is you need to go to work and you're trying to go to work. And all of these other things keep happening and all this other, but he said, the thing to keep in the back of your mind, which is going to control how you respond to everything is you're trying to get to work. And then that is Robert Downey Jr.'s kind of like governing principle for everything he does in his life now, basically, from how many times it came up. He's like, well, what's my action? What's my action? What am I supposed to be doing here? And for Chad and I, we were talking about this of like most of your performers get up and want to play songs that people know. And catch folks that way and kind of immerse them. And he said, for us, we didn't really do a lot of cover songs. And we just kind of played what we wanted to play. And people still listened. And people still came up and gave us money. And he was kind of nonplussed. And I figured out.
0: This is in
1: uh, 4.8? Yeah. And the conversation I had with him was basically saying, like, my action is, we're here to play the songs. And so my action is, I'm here to emote. So if I'm connecting with my own material and I feel it, I'm far more apt to perform and entertain people than if I'm playing a song I hate. Just because like people want to hear it, because I won't put the same enthusiasm into it. So it's like my approach has always been: my action is this. So as a songwriter, I'm connected to this stuff. So when we do covers that we play, where I feel more attached to it, I'm apt to play it better because I care about it. So it was an interesting conversation, but like hearing that episode really brought that. I was wondering: so what for you when we play, and then we'll get Michael's. uh, You know, for like marching band. Kind of instances or other things okay. or you know talk about teaching maybe things like it but what's oh, your okay. what's your action what do you think about when we go on stage what is it that you're concerned with
0: I think you hit the nail we are very similar okay. as far as as that's concerned mm. I am all about the emotion I'm all about the, con- the connection to the material itself like there are songs that we play when we play them in certain environments that still hurt and I think that's a big thing like I want to convey The lyrics, or convey the emotion that was put into the song properly, Mm -hmm. and make sure that it's felt. Like that's the only purpose that I have up there.
1: Yeah, Um, you've been present with me when I start crying on stage at points too. So it's like, yeah, yeah, you connect with it.
0: It's like we we ironically and we sarcastically throw around sad bastard music Mm -hmm. all the time, but the reason that most of the material that I've wrote, that you've wrote, that we've wrote together, it comes from a real place. And then we just so happen to have a conceptual backing to throw some of the, let's go ahead and said esoteric mm-hmm. shit onto. Um, but yeah, I guess I just want to convey, mm-hmm. you
3: know, that's, that's all I care about. And you guys do a pretty good job, in my opinion. Of oh, doing bless you. Like I can definitely like feel when you guys are like really getting into it, it was yeah. actually going to be a little, not as uh, intense, but I could tell that you really enjoy singing genie in a bottle. Because you really get into it, <laughs> and I'm still of the opinion well, that you, you sing it a lot more sensually. Him the right way, you sing it uh, like you, you. That has been the most sensual like listening of it. That yes, I've ever heard. I'm sure. Even I from will the say original that-
0: recording. It's so silly, but it's my favorite guitar part that I, I personally have when we do it full band mm. with that, like, really atmosphere. We, we fuck up Genie in a Bottle really bad, and we make it somber, sexy, ballad-sounding. Yeah. Um, and they, I have, like, this atmospheric guitar part underneath. Like It's very shoegazy, basically. Yeah, yeah where it's, yeah, so. like, the bass and the drums carry the majority of that verse, but every now and again I just have a little pepper. And every time I hit those notes, it's like... Especially with your
3: vocals on there, I feel dirty. thanks, <laughs> Mike. It just it works. It's, it's delicious. Oh, it's what I we want. You. Um, my action for uh, teaching actually is to is to help understand. Is to be understood. Okay. Um, I, as you guys can probably guess from talking to me, I I'm not very communicative. Um, probably ninety percent of the time, and so I always have to think of ways to describe what i'm saying there's always a disconnect between my mouth and my brain Uh and so i realized that that happens a lot with physics um i can't tell you how many times i'll be sitting at a band at the band table or whatever in college and someone will come up to me and they're like i took i'm taking physics one i don't understand of it any of it physics is stupid i hate it it's like well it's not it's how you approach it you have to think way differently like There's a reason why I've been told that people in like Wall Street and like big businesses, they like to hire physicists when they graduate because we think so differently. We're very analytical in terms of like, where do things come from? Like, what's the start? What's the cause? What's the effect? And so trying to get that across to people is very difficult, especially because people don't think at all the same. Mm -hmm. And so... Because I'm so I'm so used to explaining The same thing 13 different times Because I fuck up the first 12 I enjoy seeing Like finding the one thing That like gets them to click Like I can't I, I even told I've told students many times Like when they're like Oh I'm like that's the best sound That I love hearing just Oh Like that honestly yeah. like gets me So What about when you hear that From your girlfriend? That doesn't happen <laughs> It's more like oh <laughs> uh, or oh. it
1: shriveled when i fried it oh, it was, oh
3: that that, <laughs> that only happened it. once oh uh, <laughs> that, that, that's it
1: uh it's like um, fine i guess that little wall that they had when you're a kid that has all the shapes cut out into it and then you have to find the block that goes through the hole and yeah. you know just yeah i get yeah. you yeah yeah
3: the yeah, other fun thing about agent.
1: it like it relates to the podcast as well. So what's our action here? And it actually kind of connects to the thing with music as well as I had difficulty connecting to people when I was younger. Like I didn't really socialize. I'm still really antisocial and I have to fight to kind of get it through that. So songwriting was kind of the thing that helped to be sort of like an apparatus that would get me to other people. Cause my personality then just was conveyed that way. And I didn't have to talk. And what's strange, this is now talking to like have more connective tissue to people in a way that is actually conveying my thoughts with my mouth as opposed to music and sort of dancing around the secondary sort of appendage that you have with music. Right. Your so. Dick? Yeah. Yeah.
3: Okay. yeah. Is mind dick. Secondary. <laughs> mind dick.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, in any event, thank you, gentlemen, for helping no, thank you. to find and, uh, the action.
0: Uh, nice uh, yeah. Sieg. It's fun. It
1: was something I, you know, just wanted good, to get uh, to talk cleanser. about. Yeah, <clears throat> particularly how dark um, we got here. And then
0: you know, you get we get this nice genuine emotion out at the end yeah. of an episode yeah. that if anybody survived up to this point, like you weed them out just like the toy box episode. Yeah. If you're at the end, then you know what we think on a real level. Yeah. Yeah. Get some, and if you get skipped treated. the episode, then you're about ninety eight percent of everyone. And so, we'll
1: stop beating it over the head. But um, the other thing that Rogan pointed out which really pertains to this podcast as well is how infrequently people actually listen to each other when you're having a conversation and something i really find i struggle with here as well is you want to get a joke in or you want to so yeah. we start talking <laughs> over each other and you don't really assimilate what's being said so a lot of the lies i miss i find is because i'm thinking about something i want to say True. or getting to the point so like i really made a point to be more actively kind of engaged to listening as much as i'm even when i'm presenting now so was like Okay, a lot of, I gleamed a lot of great stuff from the podcast. And, so,
0: and I notice it right now that we're we're getting to the point of podcasting where like you you we're getting out of like the birthing, um, you know, where you're figuring out one for the majority of the first five or ten episodes, <clears throat> we didn't know really where we were recording right. every time, so locations changed. We didn't have the mics that we wanted, but now we're hitting the stride that every podcast hits where. We have the equipment. Now we know where we want the editing or what the editing looks like. Yep. You know, thanks Michael. Mm-hmm. Um, so now it's time that we're, we're reflecting on other things on how we can actually make content relatable, approachable. And also like to your point, ghastly, listenable. Yeah. No, just listenable <laughs> in general, because right. I agree with yeah. you where I listen back to other episodes. Where, like, I don't remember that conversation happening because of what you pointed out. I'm just sitting here waiting, for a chance to get in. It's the people waiting for their turn to talk mm. and not really paying attention. So I even more so glad that we're doing the weekly mm-hmm. because way more attentive.
1: And you're also, you're not trying to perform as much. We're not trying to right. make people feel like they have comic. to listen. Right. You know, like, yeah.
0: And what it's very fucking obvious. Listening <laughs> to me talk that I'm not a stand up comic. Like I, I don't care about the jokes, but we have a, a good interaction with each other, a good rapport. Um So, Sometimes you got to like sideline it a little bit. Well,
1: can I uh, you know, steal another 5 seconds from you? Yeah, go we ahead. We actually have a review. And Are you I'm, I'm happy to read it. Yeah. An actual yes. review? An actual review. It's on not where? um it this is something I was given personally. So, still, it is not, but it's someone it who's running count through It's on iTunes. All right. Well, I'll tell this person Steven. that they need to run.
0: <laughs> this isn't even go-
1: Steven, so this is uh, someone I used to work with. But uh, so it's Here we go. To be fair, I'm not sure I'm getting all of the jokes, which that's going to be acceptable. I mean, I don't. Yeah. But (laughs) uh, I think you guys are hilarious. Every episode I want to comment on uh, at least one joke. You can't say your dildo. You have to say a dildo. Uh, And since I know you, meaning me, Shane, uh, I enjoy listening to your constant barrage of jokes trying to crack everybody else up. Uh, And then they have to plow right over you. It's like, yep, that's someone who knows me. I like John's dry humor. He's got good one-liners, and then I think it's funny when you surprise a big laugh out of Michael. He's got a good laugh.
3: Oh no, now I'm gonna blow. So, oh, oh you. The and oh, then it was saying,
1: no. I keep wondering what you guys would be like if there was a girl in the room.
0: That's fair. Which I uh, be able to talk. And this
1: is a good friend, so shout out to uh, to Melanie who gave me this review for having oh, I Melanie? finally cajoled her yeah. into listening to this stuff, and she's been giving me active feedback of like really liked the goose the goop episode she's the one that sent me this candle smells like your pussy oh. uh, and <laughs> nonsense she pointed out why uh, we have not had an episode on the flying spaghetti monster yet Oh, so that, that might get in the works. Episode. So she's asking if we take submissions I, and requests. So I was I'm like, deep. "Sure, yeah, yeah we, we will definitely do that." that. I can,
3: um, so I can do sh- divs. I call divs. Yeah. Oh, I, I want Shane dibs. to do it.
1: I mean, I'm the one who's got oh, the affiliation, my he friend. Married, so
0: he married me as a po- he married two people under a Oh, uh, ministry. I didn't know Kristen's that. Kristen's going to
1: be very upset. Huh? She performed your ceremony. Sorry. I was wow. present for it, but... Uh,
0: to be honest, you, uh, you're you always in my heart.
1: God bless you. I was poking you in the ass that entire time, so I mean, I was present. But...
0: Well, gentlemen, we are getting to longer than last week.
1: Yes, that's what I was striving for, because you look really uncomfortable that you keep checking to see, so I want to draw oh, this out as much I as I can. Do. So, we Maybe got another 20 minutes another in us, so here we go. This?
3: Uh... <laughs> yeah, fuck me. Oh, so... Um,
1: Thank you. Longest podcast ever, kids. Not even uh, close, but uh, it's no. This was well, this meaning is, not the longest ever for anybody, not it's, it's the longest we've done. Right well. So, yeah. thank oh, you geez. all for being here. Last words, John. Spaghetti. Last words, Michael. Banana. And the last word from me is uh, John rude. is an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> Uh, all right, last <laughs> words for me are, uh, it's pork with a purpose. Sensual
0: <laughs> <So, laughs> and tasty.
1: Thank you, all of you lovely listeners, for hanging out with us for another really gory edition. And I hope that you stuck around. Uh, our apologies up front, and, uh, you know, hopefully we're not going to have too many trigger warnings going forward. We're just going to keep it nice and uplifting until I open my mouth again. But for the Disinformed Podcast, I'm Shane. I'm John.
3: And I'm Michael. And this is the- have to like used to We're not doing that. <laughs>
1: I just want to take
3: a cup coffee for listening My little tasty treat. Anyway. I will edit this ASMR out if I have to. Bye, Joe.
1: <laughs> That's going to be the end of the episode, folks. Thank you. Fuck you. Bye. And uh you know, thank you for coming. Don't worry. We'll eat it after we've seasoned it and fried it for a moment until it shrivels.
3: I thought you were just going to say we'll eat it up.
1: I mean, we might. For ten months.
3: Is that a fade out?
1: I'll <laughs> fade you out. <laughs>